0: Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to Expert Ownership. Today we are going to dive into godly sales. Ooh, godly like sales. Not the sales of a ship, but the sales in business. How about that? I had to make sure that you you nobody, know I'm not talking about S A I L. I'm talking about S A L E, homie. No, nobody would have even thought. <laughs> There's not a person on the planet listening to this podcast that thought. It was a squirrel moment. Sales on a ship. Now listen, in Expert Ownership, uh, we teach this little four-part series on how your business grows. Obviously, we have 12 steps in expert ownership, but four of those 12 steps are these: value creation. Okay, you got to create the value that you're bringing, either a service or a product, okay? Value creation, marketing, sales, value delivery. And it goes in that order. You got to create the thing. That's value creation. Whatever it is that you're going to to do. Then you got to market it, then you got to sell it, then you got to deliver it. Okay, now, in expert ownership, we teach that marketing is turning people Into prospects, sales is turning prospects into purchasers, and value delivery is turning purchasers into promoters. That is what a faith-filled entrepreneur has to do, and God has given us the ability to to do that. I'm going to repeat that because it's so important that you understand this. Marketing is turning people into prospects, so you got to have good marketing. Sales is moving prospects to purchasers. And value delivery is moving in turning purchasers into promoters. That's the goal. When you turn them into promoters, that means that you've done such a good job that they're telling other people about it. And when you meet the need that the customer is paying you for, it will open a door for you to meet the need the customer is not paying you for, which is the most important need that they have Can to, I say, I want to say, connect with their creator. I want to say a quick quote. And I heard this years ago when we started our business, and I cannot take credit for this, but I don't know who it belongs to. Everybody wants to buy, but no one wants to be sold. True that you think about that. Like whenever I look for a new car, if I've, if I ever look for a new car, which is rare, but when I do, I usually will go on like a Sunday evening to the car lot. Why? Cause there's no salespeople. I don't want to be sold anything, but the minute I find a car, I want like a truck that I want to drive. Yeah. I can't find a salesman fast enough. Do you right. see what I'm saying? I want to buy, but I don't want to be sold. Yeah. So that's the thing is, is the scripture that is the foundation for all of this is Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. It says this, I am the Lord, your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. And you're like, well, where does sales fit into that? Well, the, the, the original Hebrew for the word teach means to train up and to develop skills. And the word profit doesn't mean money. It actually means to bring value. So what it actually says is I am the Lord, your God who trains you to develop skill sets that bring value. And what's going to follow value is profit. Moolah. That's right. And so your sales comes in after you bringing value. Like whether it's a good or a service, dialing in your marketing to know your target customer, what is it that they want? Yeah. And you're just going to simply meet a need. When you meet the need that they're paying you for, as a kingdom entrepreneur, it opens the door for, them, for you to meet the need they're not paying you for. Quite often, the need they don't even know they have. So anyway, I just wanted to throw out that passage of scripture and also give you that little quote. Everybody it's- wants to buy... No one wants to be sold. What is this? Sailing. Take me away. Stop. Listen, I do this in my uh, Beauty and Battle podcast. We always play a good song. But listen to this. Tell me this just is not the most relaxing thing in the world. But you're going to have to slow it down to one speed. Huh? That right there? When I'm talking about sails? <laughs> Tell me that's not the best thing you've ever heard. You know? You're Hold on. Cr- Christopher Cross. He's about to rock it. This is what made me think of sales, S-A-I-L, instead of sales, S-A-L-E. Huh? Okay. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was a big squirrel moment, but you got, you asked me what made me think of sales S-A-I-L. You didn't even get to the chorus where he says sailing. Okay. Well, I'm going to get to that. No, don't. No, you've already wasted. Everybody wants to hear sailing. Take me away. Two minutes of this podcast have been a total waste. Uh, This is great. Okay. So we're focusing on sales today. Now, if you have time, you need to go back. Uh, You know, I forget the date, but we did, um, the Nehemiah sales formula where we shared, I think it was 10 things that Nehemiah did to sell the rebuilding of the wall to the king, and it was phenomenal, and and so you need to go back and listen to that. But today we're going to focus in specifically on a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs sixteen. Um, but we're going to focus in on sales today because sales is all about persuasion. Now that word, the minute you say that word, it's got a bad con- connotation, you know. Like if you say persuasion, immediately everybody thinks yeah, don't it's pers- bad. Yeah, don't persuade me. But, yeah, but right, but the Bible does not shy people away from persuasion. Okay, persuasion's not either good or bad. It just depends on the person who's wielding its power. Yeah, Persuasion is powerful, and it depends on the person who's doing it. Good persuasion moves people toward the best God has for them, okay, because it focuses on them. But bad persuasion moves people away from the best God has for them, and it focuses on me. Now, Paul said in the New Testament, in the book of Corinthians, and I don't have the passage, I came not with persuasive speech or eloquence of tongue, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the power of the Holy Spirit is the most important thing, he, but he was not focusing on. But the this is this is the beauty of this is this is exactly where we're going in Proverbs because the Bible does not shy away from the value of persuasion. It simply gives us a warning to make sure we know how to govern it, and how do we govern it through the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Proverb sixteen twenty three, it says this: "The heart of the wise instructs his mouth, and what's it do? It adds persuasiveness to his lips." So this verse shows us that persuasion can actually be a good thing when used with wisdom. Now, follow me when it comes to persuasion, when it comes to sales, sales for you in your business, a wise person, which is what you need to be, a wise person uses wise words to help people make wise decisions. A wise person uses wise words to help people make wise decisions. The best salespeople do this. They persuade you to do the right thing. Not the right thing for them, not the right thing for somebody else, but the right thing for you. This is why a good, when you get good at sales, you are a good listener. You need to find out what the customer or client needs. What do they really need? And then you figure out a way to bring them value. And if that means that that value includes the thing that you have to offer, then sell it to them. It's your job to be persuasive about that if it's the right time. Now, I'll talk about three things that you're going to need. I'm going to share that with you at the very end to make sure that you have a little forensic on how you can make sure that you stay in godly sales in that zone. But we don't want to persuade people just to do the thing, like buy the product or the service, but we want to persuade them to do the right thing. So when the Bible talks about the heart of a person, it's referring to that person's spirit. It says the heart of the wise instructs his mouth and adds persuasiveness to it so when the the bible talks about the heart of the person it's talking about the person's spirit now we are made up david of how many parts three and what are those body soul and spirit which one's the most important spirit yes okay the soul is made up of three things what is that mind will and emotions and so if we were to put this in the proper pecking order it would look like this our spirit number one that that's what's supposed to be leading because when our spirit meshes with god's spirit through salvation and we yield to him, then his spirit is leading us. So the spirit is at the top. Then it goes down to our mind, then to our will, then to our emotions, and your body is last. So when your body is screaming, give me this food or give me that thing or whatever, you have to recognize that's the least on the totem pole. It's got to filter up through my emotions and then my will and then my mind and then my spirit has to say, hmm, should we do this? Your spirit is the one that needs to be leading, okay? Now, when we operate under the power of the Holy Spirit, He's going to do two things when it comes to our business. He's going to guide us, and He's going to guard us. He's going to guide us. He's going to give us wisdom. You know what that means? He's going to give you the ability to know how to convince people to do the right thing at the right time. That's right for them. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom, and He'll, hey, he'll give you wisdom to utilize the proper marketing strategies to put you in front of the right audience. Yeah, that's so exactly that you're not right. Selling the Right product to the wrong people. When you have a heart of wisdom that's following the leading of the Holy Spirit, guess what? He's going to guide you in your business because God is a God of business. I mean, he sets up systems and structures, and and he is a God of business. He compares the kingdom of God to a business all the time. He doesn't compare it to a church. He compares it to a business, and we see that over and over in Scripture. So God is a God of business. So when you are operating by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to guide you. He's going to give you wisdom to know how to build and grow and scale the business so it's the it's the holy spirit but it's also the holy spirit will also guard you he guards you from becoming lustful for gain okay this is where persuasiveness can turn foul yeah right when you end up using like your power of persuasion to convince somebody to do something that maybe it's good for them maybe it's not doesn't matter all you're thinking about is closing the deal well what you're doing is you're placing profit over people for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So when your motivation is the love of money, then you're putting that before you are actually bringing value. That's why yeah. I said when we do it God's way, we develop ourselves to tra- to train skill sets. Like we train ourselves to develop skill sets. I screwed those two words up. But anyway, that skill, whether it's a service or a product, is then going to bring value. And yeah. you're placing that person first. The profit comes as a result of service to the person or of the product to the person. Yeah, So we don't want to have the love of money. We don't want to put profit over people. Otherwise, you'll use persuasiveness that puts profit over people like what David said. Now, the very next verse, verse 24 in Proverbs 16, says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. A good salesperson, according to God's word, is someone who doesn't just use wise words, but they use pleasant ones. They use pleasant words, not pushy words. That's why David said when he wants to go look for a truck, he's going to go on Sunday. He doesn't want somebody to be pushy. But when you're a faith-filled entrepreneur, you're not pushy, you're pleasant. You're very pleasant to work with. Why? Because you're operating in wisdom, the power of the Holy Spirit. A good salesperson's number one goal is to help the person he's talking to, and he knows that being pushy doesn't do that. Look what the Bible calls the pushy person in verse 29 of Proverbs 16, a violent person entices their neighbor and leads them down a path that is not good. That right there shows you a bad person uses persuasion to lead them down a path. That's not good. And what that means, it's not good. It's all about you. It's not about them. It might be best for you to get that that closing, but not for them. If you push people to do what they shouldn't do just to line your pockets, guess what the Bible calls you greedy, violent. It says a violent person entices their neighbor so a violent person, just think about this. If you're talking somebody into buying something they shouldn't buy, you are now a violent person. And what does God do for violent people? He stands against them. Why? Because violence is a character trait of Satan. It's not a character trait of the Holy Spirit. So when you think about pushy, think about violent. If you're tempted to be pushy, to try to convince somebody to, to buy something, then recognize you're being violent. That's the place of Satan. That's not the place of the Holy Spirit. A bad salesperson uses violence, okay? Why? Because they're covetous and greedy. They see people not as people, but as dollar signs. They they want to cash a check more than they want to help a human, right? So now, that being said, that's all the foundation for me to give you three keys. Three keys to a wise salesperson. Now, when I say salesperson, I'm not just talking about you are in sales. I'm talking about figuring out a way to sell your product or service in your business. And so all of us in business, all of us as entrepreneurs, we operate in sales, okay? Here are three keys. If you want to operate as a wise salesperson and use persuasion the proper way, okay, number one, your product or service is good for them. So your product or service is something that's good. It's something that really does bring value. You know, like I I, I just think about like Sour Patch Kids, you know, that mm. sells. And I'm thinking, it sells, yes, but you know, it's destroying yeah. kids' mouths. It's is that giving is- them cavities and it's making you fat and addicted to sugar. And I think Skittles is the number one worst food yeah, it's on the planet. Uh-huh. No, no, seriously. I mean, it's, it's, Lori, uh, my wife, David, this David, um, was looking at all the worst foods that we have in the American diet. And Skittles was the number one singular yeah. mo- worst food that we have. And I don't know why I even said that, but well, it's anyway, true because it's you're, the, the first thing you want to be a wise salesperson, you want to be a godly person who utilizes sales the right way, okay, to turn prospects into purchasers. Well, number one, your product has to be good for that person and you need to know it. You need to know that it, that it's, that it's good for them. Okay. Number two, you have to know that your customer can afford it. Okay. So first is the product good for them? Yes. Okay. Two, can they afford it? Do not push people into buying your thing if they can't afford it, Okay, which leads to number three. Number three is the time is right for them to buy it. So number one, your product or service has to be good for the person. Number two, they have to be able to afford it. And number three, the time has to be right for them to buy it. And all three of those, if those line up, then what God will do if you're committed to only selling when those three things line up, Your their pro, your product or service is good for them, they can afford it. And the time is right for them to buy it because it's not always the right time. You know, I mean, what does the Bible tell us? All things are perfect in its time. You know, like right now we're in the winter. It's not time for me to go and sit beside my pool with my swim trunks on and try to get some sun. Dude, I was in the cold plunge this morning. Well, but just follow me. If I had a desire to go out and sunbathe, it's not going to work in the middle of January. I don't care how bright the sun is shining and there's not a cloud in the sky. You're not going to end up getting tan. Because the UV is not high enough, because it's not the right time. So, everything has its right time. There are things where your product is good for somebody. You know they can afford it, but for some reason, it's not the right time. And here's how you'll know it's the right time that's where the Holy Spirit governs you. When the Holy Spirit governs you, then you'll know it. And here's what I was going to say I started a thought earlier and I didn't finish it. And that's always a pet peeve of mine when people do that. So, I'm not going to do that to you. But when you have a heart that's that surrender to these three things, that you know that your product or service is good, good for the person, you know they can afford it, and the time is right for them to buy it. When you're surrendered to that, then the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom on how to get in front of people like that. The Holy Spirit will bring customers and clients to you who fit those three things so that you don't have to go out and try to kick doors down to sell stuff. You won't. He'll just make it very natural for it to happen. So, Proverbs 16 gives us the art of godly sales. All right, Jason. Well, we got to do some own it or loan it. This was a quick one, a very short one, which I liked. Um, Own it or loan it chomps beef sticks. Yeah, you're going to own it. Why? Well, I mean, you tell me why. Well, I'm telling you, you should not own it. Of course you own it. Because Lori's got this app called Yucca. And if you do the Yucca app, it shows like um, uh, things that are like overly processed that are not great for you and it and yuca really helps you kind of rate like you can go through the grocery store we did it last night right after i got done eating dinner i was like babe let's roll over to harris teeter downtown charlotte and i was like uh, or just just outside of uptown charlotte and i said let's roll it harris teeter and get some dark chocolate and so she goes uh, all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna monitor it on my on my uh, yuca app so she's i'm looking at all this dark chocolate and this yuca app is she's scanning all these barcodes and is saying you know, red, 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 red. All these have warning signs because they have so many different chemicals and stuff in them. Until I hit the lint eighty-five, and that's good. Yeah, yeah. Lint eighty-five so we can is good. Smack lint eighty-five. Well, the and I love Chomps. I will smash multiple Chomps beef sticks. But Chomps came up negative on the Yuka app, so I'm gonna I'm gonna loan it. I don't know if there's a good beef stick out there, but anyway, you own it. I loan it. I have no idea why I even told you that, but. I really like this thing on sales. Yeah. This is good. We want to be wise sellers. And remember, value creation then leads to marketing. Marketing is what turns people into prospects. Sales is what turns prospects into purchasers. Value delivery is what turns purchasers into promoters. That's the EO system. And, uh, And you can do it. So be godly at sales. And Jason and I have had several people reach out to us and ask us about Christian healthcare ministries with the healthcare needs and all of the things that you have, and especially at the turn of the year. They sponsor our podcast, expertownership.com slash CHM. They are fantastic. All right, guys, that's it. We look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. Bye. I've been really, really feeling it. Thought about some let me get it. If you really, really feeling it, put it in your left hand, right hand, throw it up in.